everyone and welcome to the Heavy Matters Podcast and a happy new year 2023. This is our first episode of the year and although it's a new year, the metal releases do not stop. They keep coming. Today we are reviewing albums from Catatonia, Dryad and, bear with me, Alombre de Amera. I think I've got that right. Um, I'm sure there's someone here who will correct me if I'm wrong and it is my old mate Venny who is back in Edinburgh full-time with a beam and smile on his face. It's bloody good to see you. Good to see you, mate. And uh, top of the morning, happy new year, all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, another year of heavy matters ahead of us. Yeah, Exciting times. Three years down now? Yeah. Three years, wow. Where's that gone? Goodness knows. I know. Um, well, did you yeah. have a very Merry Christmas? Yeah, it was great. Thank you, mate. We've got a bit of an outbreak of the old chicken pox in the house, but um, yeah, everything else, it was grand. So uh, yeah, it was good. Lovely. And any New Year's resolutions? Ooh, no, no particularly exciting ones, I'd have to say. What about yourself? Uh, I have, I've started um, running and going to the gym this year because I looked at myself of pictures in Australia, and I thought, who is that whale washed up on the beach? <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, I've put it on myself. I am doing dry, dry January as well. Oh, um, mate. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. Um, and yes. this year, what else? Um, just looking forward to spending a bit more time with the kids as they're growing up and a few more gigs this year, festivals, you know, the usual. Not really resolution, just continue on the train. Yeah, I mean, on that note, um, this year, because I've been traveling around so much, um, I've not made it to that many standard gigs, probably only two or three, which I'd usually expect to go two or three every month, I'd say. So I'm looking forward to um, being a bit more settled to get over to Glasgow for a few. Um, And just yesterday, I booked my tickets to sit quite a beauty of a package, which is Carnival and the Ocean. Oh. Right. Um, And then, um, speaking of this week's uh, reviewees, uh, Catatonia and Solstatia. So just book those two. And that's in February, and that's just going to really ease me back in the swing of things nicely. And, oh, the ocean. I love them so much. You're going to have such a good time. And Carnival as well. I need to do a deep dive in Carnival because I always get confused with Avatar for some weird reason. And they're completely different. Completely I think it's different. Yeah, completely different. I don't know why. Uh, and then Catatonia. Well, we're going to talk about that very soon. So um, I don't know if I've seen Catatonia live. I think I might have seen them. At I've, festival. I've never seen them. I've never seen them. So I can't wait. Well, it's discussed on the show. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we might as well just get into it. I mean, for Catatonia, they are one of those bands that I've really got into since COVID, and mm. never really listened to them too much before. But have quite quickly become one of my go-to bands that I listen to all the time. So um, yeah, yeah I'm really gonna, looking forward to that show. I was going to say you've. We'll get into Catatonia now. The, the new album's called Sky Void of Stars, and it's out on the twentieth of January. So it's uh, we're recording on the 13th, so it's a week today, it comes out. Am I right in saying City Burials was your sort of first entry point for them? Uh, no, a bit before then. Um, 
bit before then, but yeah, we talked a lot about city burials, didn't we? That was one mm-hmm. of going back a while now. Um, on... 2020, we reviewed it. Yeah, episode five, we reviewed it, mate. And we're oh, now on nine. So yeah, it was a while ago. Um, Fall of Hearts, that was kind of released about 10 years ago. That remains my favourite of their albums. That was really my entry point into them. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed going back deeper and um, exploring all the different eras because I think it's fair to say that they've changed a lot over the years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, excuse me, like my... They they started in 91, Catatonia. And like, that is a long time ago my entry would have been around viva emptiness uh era so very early-ish in their career uh, but like the earliest stuff brave murder day and you're absolutely right catatonia have expanded their sound so much over the years and are now seen to certainly since city burials and what we'll talk about on the latest album seems to have almost settled on a sound if 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 you if you will um but yeah, City Burials, I think we both uh, lauded over when that came out. Um, so let's talk about the new one then. It's out in a week's time, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Vinny. Is, is this an album that grabbed you straight away? Yes, straight oh. off the bat. Oh, okay. Really okay. Um, often, yeah, you would associate Catatonia with that doomy... Well, I mean, to try and pigeonhole them... Um, which we love to do on the show. Uh, yeah. That kind of, I mean, they arose from that peaceful kind of group of bands, Paradise Lost, My Dying Bride, Anathema, Catatonia were lumped in with that lot. Um, they started more, probably fair to say, as a, almost like a death metal band yeah. before moving to that more gothic, doomier sound. Very, very gothic. Um, and like you've alluded to in their recent output, they've leaned much more heavily on that gothic sound. There's lots of synths, keys, uh, some electronic overlay, and really the backbone of their sound is Jonas Rinsky, the singer, and his vocal um, style, which I was going to ask a question later. yeah, and I'll ask it later. And Anders Nystrom, who's their guitarist, um, and those two have been ever-present, and that really defines their sound, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. The other thing on this album, which I think was not as evident on City Burials, is the amount of hooks on this, vocally and musically. It's And, and sorry, I'm going to answer my question asked to you. This album didn't hit with me instantly it took me at least three or four times to get through it now perhaps that's because i had it on while i was working and didn't give it full attention but certainly like the fourth fifth time this instantly i was like this is just let's not be around the bush here this album is fucking brilliant it's so good like if you're a fan of catatonia from like the city burials previously to that you know this has got everything you want on it for me, the best best part of the vocal hooks, like you touched on Jonas's vocals, who also ripped the whole album as well, mm. um, is just glorious. And I think the other thing that is well known in Catatonia is the production really, really helps with this album. It's so clean, it's polished, it's not like when they would have started out in the death metal days as Catatonia, like it's completely 
leaps and bounds from that. But it's just such a wonderful record. And it is, it's, it's very gothy, like you're saying, like that Paradise Lost is doomy. But it's also uplifting as well. And this is what Catatonia do for me. They just make me happy when I listen to their albums. Now, some people may argue that this album is not a happy album because, on the other hand, once you're in it, it feels like you're in sort of like this chasm and you can't escape it. But for me, yeah, Catatonia are just such a wonderfully uplifting band and I'm going to put my cards on the table now and say this album is incredible. Great. I mean, I'm delighted to hear it. Coming back to your question I didn't really answer. The, the opening track, Austerity, mm. um, really captured me from the first listen. And um, what I love about it, which I would say is slightly distinct from City Burials, is they have got a bit of a noticeably heavier guitar tone on this. And you notice that on Austerity. I love the way it's an almost kind of syncopated chug on the guitar tone. And... Um, it sounds really urgent and vital, which is which aren't always words that you would necessarily associate with the sometimes dreamy and ethereal sound that they sometimes conjure up. But for me, it sounded a bit more punchy and urgent and vital. And that chug, as I say, that's slightly just off kilter and syncopated, really grabbed me on austerity. And I think it's a really, I think it's a great track. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it did capture capture me from the first lesson. And then I think what you've said really encapsulates why Catatonia are great at what they do is they have both things, don't they? They have the light and the shade, um, to give it a cliche, that they are doomy and sorrowful, but like you say, are really uplifting. And I think I feel those similar emotions when I listen to them. Um, and they have that, heaviness that bite that is still there from their death metal days although clearly a lot of water has gone under the bridge but they do also have the the kind of the synths the keys the soaring clean vocal melodies the gothiness um that gives it a really nice dynamic and and change so i i think yeah you've you've essentially echoed my sentiment on it entirely that they they've got to this point it's their 12th studio album i think their songwriting is just impeccable i think they have honed it really well and you talk about bands that just release album after album but the ones that do it well are the ones that can continue the quality of the songwriting and don't let that drop and i think catatonia have done that with this album from city burials just going on to your point there about bands and the songwriting, this album resonates with me the same way that uh, Swallow the Suns, yeah. when um, when a shadow is forced into the light. It's very in that grandiose scheme of things, just as a side point. But I think as well, it's important to note that, you know, it's not just Jonas on vocals who's pulling his part here. Uh, the rest of the band is absolutely superb as well. I love the drums on this. I think they sound great. Totally underappreciated, I think, as a drummer. Um, it's just the whole package. There's not really much more I can say about this, Funny. Uh, the one thing I will say is that some people this may click with instantly, like yourself. Others may find it like me, where it took a bit of time. What I will say is if you put the time in to listen to this record, 
the rewards are absolutely brilliant and is totally worth if you've never listened to catatonia before then you need to listen to this album because it is an absolute stunner yeah agreed and one last thing before we sum up i think it it starts really well austerity is probably my favorite song on the track on the record but i also don't think it drops or falls off a cliff i think birds is a really good track mm. midway through really again has that urgency that you don't normally associate with catatonia but i really like the way it ends and atrium is a really nice track it's got those clean guitars the strings that come through the chorus is sumptuous and i think what anders does the guitarist is is not overblown it's some of his lead work is quite subtle and it just dances underneath the vocals, not trying to overpower them, but really complimenting them. So I really, it's subtle, but I think what he does is really good on this album. Before I ask for your rating, mate, I'm going to say, I'm going to put my hat on the line here and say, this is probably a good bet to be on your top albums of 2023. Can I give you a spoiler? Yeah. I, I just started my albums of the year list uh, just uh, in January. I like to keep it ticking over. There's right. one entry in it so far, and it's catatonic. <laughs> <It's catatonic. laughs> Number so one at the moment. So much for keeping the powder dry, huh? <laughs> uh, I, do you know, I knew, and just, it, it's, it's, it's an album that, um, we don't say this a lot. Now, we have, we like the genre metal, but we do have very, different tastes in terms of albums. This is an album which I think is very much both of us. And we don't say that a lot because, well, we're going to find out in a minute when we review a black metal album that it's not always up your street and it's usually up mine. But I think this album sits perfectly in both of our spheres. I'd agree 100%. And it's nice because I, sometimes I feel like less and less we agree. And it's, <laughs> it's quite nice. Uh, it's not so much hard work when we don't. Um, disagree so yeah I've got a couple of quick cues for you if you don't mind um, I think I maybe asked you this last time but Jonas Rensky's voice vocal style um, is a bit different is it for everyone or do you think it's an acquired taste do you think some people might have some antibodies against it very good question I don't think it's offensive I don't think anyone would dislike it really I mean what we I would say probably what sixty five percent clean thirty five yeah maybe more maybe more so I can't see it offending people that vocal technique would it be suited for everyone in the metal genre if if you like death metal then probably not but I don't know if I really answered your question there it's a tough question mate the first episode yeah. is twenty three and you're firing posing the tough question I mean what I'd say is like a lot of metal singers you've said death metal, that's quite a good example. They sound very similar. Mm. What increasingly I've been drawn to the singers that sound a bit different examples, Roddy Walker from Protest the Hero, Claudio from Coheed and Cambria, um, Serge Tankian's an obvious one, uh, Maynard James King, Chino Marino. These vocalists some pit drive some people up the wall and they can't listen to them. Um, just there's something about that vocal pitch or tone or whatever that really just is like fingernails down the chalkboard. Um, 
And for me, Jonas slightly fits in that camp, and I really like it, but I just wonder if some people just wouldn't vibe with it. Now you've now you've given me that example, I would say no. I don't okay. like when I think of like like you said, Maynard would annoy some people, like to an extent, Chino, yes. I don't think Jonas would irritate people. Okay. Good. Good. Second question to try and keep it snappy. Um, and this might lead into your rating, really, but where would you put this compared to City Burials the last week? Oh, better. 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 Oh, good. Yeah, good. definitely. Like I said, I think there, there is just so many more hooks on this album and it's a lot more... Uh, I think it's it's an easier to love this album more than City Burials, I think, for me. I mean, look, it's a nine from me, mate. It's wow. You know, there's no way this is not going to be a nine. And I knew this would be on your end of year list already in January, and this will be on a lot of people's end of year list when they hear it. Definitely, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, it's better than City Burials for me. It's better than City Burials for me. I, I think only because I'm a slightly stingier marker than you, I've gone an eight. Um, oh. That's a high eight. It's a high eight. And I I mean, you can count on one finger, one hand, how many times I've given nines. I think yeah. I gave out one or two last in the whole of last year. So I I, I do keep that powder particularly dry. But um, this is high-quality stuff from a high-quality band. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to get to see some of these songs live soon. Yeah, can't, can't wait. wait. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Catatonia, Sky Void, Off Stars, out on the 20th of January. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't be a heavy matter show without me throwing in a black metal album, now would it? The next uh, album is by a band called Dryad, and the album is called The Abyssal Plane. It's out on Prosthetic Records, again on the 20th of January. Uh, this is their debut full-length album, and to give an idea of the makeup of the album, this the songs take inspiration from the ocean, as in not the band, but from the sea, about how dark and dense it is down there with no light. It's a black metal album, so no surprise there. Ben, this is my pick. It's black metal. Is it what you're expecting? Uh, yes and no. Um... The first thing I would say about this band, which is probably constitutes the most of my review, is like it's called black metal, but I think there's loads of different styles of extreme metal yeah. all over this. Um, so, and I wasn't expecting that. So straight off the bat, um, this album was not what I was expecting. Sure, there's black metal, but at times it's very thrashy, um, almost hardcore style. That kind of black and roll if you um if you if you kind of take that as a genre type um there's loads of synth on this it's almost a bit symphonic in places the singing in particular gets pretty sludgy in places there's bits of death metal so i just think there's a whole lot more going on here than just one style of uh, music so that that in itself is part of the bulk of my review but also to answer your question this is not what i was expecting great and you're right it is total blackmail because at some point you have to when you're writing an album put it in this pigeonhole it as you said um but yeah agreed there's 
those punk elements in there. There's like the Napalm Death style riffing in there as well. There's the synths, which are very much Emperor-esque era, which obviously for me, I'm a sucker. I know, I know pretty instantly when it comes to black metal, I know very quickly if I'm going to like an album or not. And this one hooks me in straight away. I'm delighted to say, uh, because like you said, there is a lot going on, but what they do on this album really well is uh, they keep things interesting and they have lots of these synthy interludes. Yes. Um, you know, uh, to kick off the album, there's one halfway through, I think. But also what they're doing as well is adding in these uh, film samples and quotes, which I'm a massive sucker for. We, uh, I've, I, I've praised this band so much and tried to get people onto it. A band called Side Blast, which friend of the show, Johnny Hopkins, showed us. And they were a band that used samples really well in their music. Um, I mean, the other big one would be Ministry. They use lots of samples, but uh, Dryads use them really well. Um, you know, they're not on every track. They're strategically placed towards the end of some tracks, leading into the next track. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting album. And I think with all that I've just said, and like you said, with a mix of styles, it doesn't bore you, this album. There is something in there on every track. And I think the other thing for you, Venny, would be the length of the tracks would be a bonus because you know black metal these days is trying new things and pushing boundaries and some songs are going on for nine minutes long these are very much less than three minutes most tracks i, I don't think there's one maybe over three minutes um so for someone like you who i would call a i don't know if you agree with this a casual black metal listener probably this is an ideal length of songs for you as well yeah, and I think that fits the style when they're bringing in those more frenetic, punkier, hardcore, black and roll elements. I think it fits that their songs are more succinct and punchy. But I'd agree, I think that does add to the diversity um, over the course of the whole album. And um, I think it does keep you interested for longer than if it was just straight down the barrel of one style. Okay, so we've discussed the the innards of it so from your opinion mate did you enjoy this album more than i thought yeah oh great um what what did you enjoy i'm interested to know i'm trying to dissect your brain here and get into it what did you enjoy most about this i like the diversity i liked that um they brought in different elements the second track called bottom feeder i i really like that slower riff in there and it's actually quite a well-written, memorable riff that kind of sticks with you. It's not just one that's throwaway. Uh, there's plenty of cobwebbed organs all oh. over there, tinkling away, creeping, making everything sound a bit more creepy, atmospheric. So I, I really like that aspect to it. I did like the interlude tracks. I think they do serve a good purpose. Hadal, midway through, that kind of... Um, atmospheric synth acts really kind of nice palette cleanser between the two halves of the record and I quite like the last palette cleanser which is called A Nagging Thought that really was evocative of um, I can't remember the name of the ambient album that Wolves in the Throne Room released I think it was called Celestial Lineages um, That the keys in that sounded really similar so um, yeah I think 
the main things that I that I took from this were the different mix of styles of extreme music, and that kept things interesting. The urgency, the that kind of punkier element, I think worked well, and um, I did like the keys and in those interlude tracks that just broke things up. The interlude tracks remind me of not necessarily exactly like, but a one one man black metal band called Zatha. I'm not okay. sure if you're familiar with that, um, especially the album Telepathic with the Deceased. There loads of those sort of interludes on there. Um, yeah, this album for me, the the one thing that really hooks me in, and every time is synths in this. Um, I'm a huge Emperor fan, and, and I think you are as well, Benny. To be yeah. fair, if we're talking black metal, they're probably your favorite yeah. black metal yeah, band. Yeah. That area. Um, so yeah, like having the synths in there, really well placed as well. Really well placed. I think <laughs> we're always going to talk about production on a black metal album. I'm interested to know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, you are the expert in this um, in this setting. I think production is okay. I think all of the instruments are pretty clear. Um, I think you can distinctly hear each instrument pretty well. I think the layering of the synths helped to really fill out the sound on it. Um, so it's never feeling too sparse or raw or like it's in a bifter bin. I think because the synths are there, I think it fills it out pretty well. Um, I think the production on the vocal is something slightly different than the vocal style, but in, I think the way the music is produced is pretty good. Uh, I like the uh, the scale that we tend to use um, for this for a rate black metal pr- production of the lamps and murmur to dimmable gear scale. Um, I'd be <laughs> interested as the resident expert where you think this falls. I think it's sat somewhere around the middle mark on this one for me. Um, I always chuckle to myself when I put a new black metal album on that we're reviewing. But I always just. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on, on how the production is. And this is no no ex- exception to that. It's somewhere in the middle because it does hold that grainy sort of bleak atmosphere. But at the same time, like you touched on, I think the synths do bring it up a lot. And that's very evident in Emperor's albums as well, that the synths do tend to just naturally bring the sound up a bit higher and make things more audible. But I think the production really holds this, excuse me, really holds this album really well. And for me, being a black metal fan, I think it's a lovely production job they've done on this. Because I think, I think if they'd have gone either other way, it could have been a bit of a disaster, if I'm being honest. If it had gone too polished, it wouldn't have held those punky, angry... Crustiness, yeah. You know what I mean? I think if they went the other way, you probably would have lost it as well. So I think that the production job sits really well, nicely, and the vocals as well, um, like you touched on, really nicely in the mix. You know, it's not buried under a wall of guitars. And I think the one thing I really liked on this album and was the cymbals, the sound of the cymbals from the drums in the mix. They're so crashy. You know, you can really hear it and sort of almost feels like you're in the studio with them there. So that was really nice for me. Yeah. So I think the production's a good, good, good job. I mean, it's no good ask for me. I'm always going to have a favour. Do, do you think the production's okay? I think you've summarised it pretty well there. And I'd agree with what you said in that I think taking it too far one way or the other might not work so well for this band. Um, 
for this for this album. I mean, for me, the vocals probably I like the least of it, and I think the, the there's quite a lot of reverb on the vocals, and they sound quite washy and a bit yappy in places. But um, I also think within the context of that kind of faster black and roll, that is to be expected. So, um, but I think musically, it's probably about right. I think this would be a good band to see live for me. Like, uh, I, you know, some black metal probably doesn't come across that well, but I think this, because like you said, with the diversity of the music, I think it'd be a good experience to see this live and plenty of variation in, in the songs and uh, interludes. So hopefully we see them. These guys are from Iowa, I understand. Oh, probably the most famous band I've ever known from Iowa. Yeah, there can't, can't be anyone else from them. No, right. So, yeah, good. Um, I think it's your button first, mate, on this one. Yeah, but better than I expected. I was all ready to give this the old sixer, but um, with that diversity, uh, with that touch of bringing in all the different genres, I've gone for a seven. Lovely. Uh, I'm with you, mate. I'm a seven on this. I I think we're more, more list- like I've listened to this probably half a dozen, or maybe more now, actually, eight or nine times. But I think I will revisit this, and I think it could be higher uh, the more I listen to it. So, yeah, seven, solid seven. Um, you know, definitely pushing. If we were going decimal points. <laughs> yes, a, which, we, which, which should be our New Year's resolution, really. Okay, I think. all right. Do you want to backtrack to your Cat Tony, then? <laughs> Well, yeah, I do actually. Okay, right. Well, <laughs> my Catatonia is eight point seven. Okay, perfect. And this? And my Dryad is seven point zero. Okay, perfect. So my Catatonia is nine point zero. Yeah. And this Dryad will be seven point six. Good. So I'm enjoying this year already. <laughs> yeah. Much more exact. <laughs> so it's actually a bit of a relief, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that was um, Dryad, and the album's called The Abyssal Plane, out on the 20th of January uh, this year, obviously. Right, and we go to our final one, which, here we go. Um, it's a band called Alombre de Amera, and the album is called Saison de Deceptions. I mean... Beautiful. I, I don't know what I got at GCSE French, but I've obviously withheld, withheld some of that. The <laughs> talent. <laughs> The, uh, the accent I thought was pretty good. Um, okay, so uh, we'll put the link I think to this album in the in the thread because a lot of people won't find it. So this one uh, actually came out in twenty two. Um, oh. Yeah, so it came out in twenty two, but there wasn't a lot of releases coming out. Uh, so for, I mean, obviously there was a bit tree and Ahab, but Fletch and Tony have covered them off uh, very well on the website. So this came out, and this, I mean. We were this instantly grabbed my attention because uh, I think the the banner on the mail said "Fans of the Ocean, Amen Ra," and I was like, "Okay, well, I love the ocean. Venny loves the ocean. Let's see what it is." And you're always a bit dubious when you get these emails for fans of because mm-hmm. you know um, it. Could the fans be- of Tool is the. <laughs> That instantly uh, puts some antibodies into my system, I think. So, yeah, that in particular, that that does. So, yeah, you do have to take a huge old handful of salt with that. Yeah, and there is trepidation. Now, look, disclaimer, like, we listen to every promo that comes through and we will 
you know, if we'd like it, we'll review it. We're not going to review stuff if we don't like it for the sake of it. Um, so anyway, this band, they're from Quebec, and it's their third album. Uh, they were found in 2015 around the area of Le- Levis in Quebec, Canada. Uh, they're a six-piece post-metal, post-rock band, and their first full of debut was released in 2017, titled Les Meurs des Ombres. Okay, so, Venny, I put this on to you. This is my pick, and I listened to it. I won't tell you what I said. What, what were your thoughts? Do, does it live up to the banner of the ocean Amenra? Yeah, tricky. I mean, definitely. I would say for people listening, it's definitely more the ocean than Amenra. Um, Amenra might put a few people off, given <laughs> how caustic and abrasive they are. I, and I don't think this band are necessarily that. Um, Yes, Canadian. So already on this show, that gets you an extra point um, <laughs> in the ratings. I mean, our listenership in Canada must be getting better after all the publicity we give their bands. Um, 35 minutes, which um, you were probably going to come on to talk about because I know that would have appealed to you. Uh, for a post-rock, post-metal album, that is short, I would say. Um, I don't know what they themselves would class this as an EP or an LP, but um, 35 minutes, that's always, do you know, that instantly piques my interest to think, do you know, well, for this style of music, what are they going to, what ground are they going to cover in that time? Um, and what struck me most, I think, because maybe I was expecting a bit more Amon Ra than The Ocean, what struck me was the melody that pervades this album all the way through is fantastic. It's really sumptuous. And I think it's, it's of high quality. I'll, I'll say that. Um, so that is what, um, that's what struck me. And, uh, and the other thing to say is it took me maybe a, a, a few more listens to get to that stage. Okay. Interesting. So it, it I, I, Yes, the ocean. I think the Amen Ra part comes from maybe the atmosphere on the album, especially the opening track. It's very dark and moody. I think that's probably where it came from. Um, The other thing I'd say is there are elements of this album which you could take from Cult of Luna Mm -hmm. and and to an extent as well, Tool. I know we literally just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. <laughs> they didn't put it on the mail, so that doesn't count. No, but there, there are parts where I'm listening to it and they have that sort of slow build up into the crescendo, which is that tall sort of style for me. I, but I mean, the ocean screams for me on this. And we, you know, instantly talked about you going to see the ocean. I love the ocean. This album clicked instantly with me. And I was, I was sharing this to whoever I could. listen to this album because and the 35 minutes actually it's weird because it feels a lot longer than 35 minutes but you know it doesn't at the same time it does it really messes my head because the songs are so expansive there's so much going on as you'd expect from a post rock prog band whatever but like before you know it it's over you feel like you've been sat there absorbing this for so long 
Yeah, I'd hard agree with that. A 35 minutes seems, it does seem longer and not in a bad way. Um, yeah. I think, do you know, it is the hallmark of post music is it, it hinges on the dynamics, that heaviness that's followed by the lighter shade, the, um, the builds, the crescendos, and that that's what this music kind of hinges on. And I think this band did it really well. I, I wanted to pick out the kind of two middle tracks, second track, um, Disciple de, de Vrede. Oh, I can't say. Good effort, I, I, need, I need your... Uh, it starts, <laughs> the first word is Disciple. Um, and track three, I could manage, La Marche. Mm. Those tracks for me were my favourite. Um, really, I mean, it is ocean-like heaviness, but it goes into that melodic quieter passage, which actually comes as quite a nice relief at that stage because the first track is harder and heavier. More than um, Amon Ra, it reminded me a bit of Conjurer with mm. that when you've got that really throat-stripping vocal reminding more of uh, Con the Conjurer Boys. Um it's almost a bit sludgy in a way that that first track but by the time you get to the melodic passage in the second track as i say it comes as a really nice relief and for me that was a a, a kind of turning point where do you know it's been raining and then all of a sudden the clouds clear a bit and you can see a rainbow and you think oh actually it's actually going to be a bit different this record um and again that Track three, it has that melodic part. That, that entire part reminds me a bit of Olcest when they go quite, um, when you get an extreme band that goes a bit more melodic and ethereal. So, yeah, th th those were my real highlights that I wanted to pick out. I agree. I think The Marsh is a great song. I w this is a band who would fit in lovely at Arc Tangent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. There's... I sometimes just albums click with you and I when I was listening to this album and I was asking myself maybe because it'd be a question that you might ask but would this be in my album of 2022 list I think it would be threatening for sure wow, okay um you know with the absence of a the ocean new ocean album which I love that band I mean it's we a headache it. you don't have, mate. Don't worry it's a about it. Have, and it's a good one. Like, we don't, have to revisit it. <laughs> I don't have to go back and revisit my list, but it's it really would be threatening. I think this is a really brilliant piece of art, you know? And I think 35 minutes, would I want it longer? I don't know. I think it's probably a really nice runtime. Is it an EP an album? I think they float it as an album. Okay. I think... But could easily be an EP, and I I just think this is a really lovely find to say goodbye to twenty two with this album and welcome in twenty three at the oh, lovely, first mate. show of twenty three. Lovely, um, yeah. and that rainbow's come out. We're reaching <laughs> for the rainbow. I mean, sun's come out in Dublin. Yeah, so sign too. Um, yeah, I I think this is a really really great album. And as I said, I've been pushing it on to everyone saying, if you like this, listen to this, because I just think it's wonderful. And I love, I love finding bands like this. I was speaking to a mate the other day, um, you know, we were saying about, oh, 
you know, you, all the big bands release their stuff, and then you're going through your mailbox looking at promos, listening to stuff because you're just waiting to find that next hidden gem in there. Like Abstract Illusion came out really late and was a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. This is one of these bands that is a hidden gem, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I mean, they only released it in 22, late 22. So, but I'm looking forward to going back and you know digging into their older stuff and looking forward to hearing some new stuff as well so yeah really really happy with this album mate um would you oh, i don't want to put words in your mouth but your thoughts as an overall on the album yeah um yes i think probably being maybe slightly more immersed in the world of post what have you um it, this doesn't blow me away as something completely new or different and i think you'd probably say the same is that um but yeah i think the quality is high i think i said that right at the start and i i'm just interested to see what they come up with next yeah where they go from here whether they try and stretch things out whether they condense it go heavier do they expand the melodic part so i think what i'm interested in is this is good but what's next for them so yeah there you go. Uh, Alombre de Mera, the gauntlet has been thrown down by Venny. What is coming next? Uh, the album is called Saison des Deceptions. Oh. And it's out now. Uh, and that's the end of the show. It's been... Are, you, are we going to rate that, mate? Oh, sorry, you're... mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we right. are. I'm all into the decimal system now, so... I'm... <laughs> you're just dying to... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it's... Is it me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I've covered off a lot of things. I think this is great. I fell in love with it instantly. It is a 7.9 from me. Oh, great. Okay. I, I thought I was about to get into the first pitchfork battle of the year. But yeah, it, it's um 7.8 for me. So oh, actually, wow. one out. Yeah. It's not a bad standard deviation away. So, I think yeah. we're pretty bang on this, this episode. We are, we are, mate. We are, yeah. mate. Lovely. Um, now that is the end of the show. Yes, you may you may now end the show, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the show. And oh, you had a, that was great. Some three really good albums to, um, I mean, two to start twenty three, one from twenty two. But some good strong albums. Let's hope twenty three is as strong as twenty two. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Home Matters Podcast, which will be coming to you in the very near future. For now, Venny, thank you as always. And I will see you next time.